G'day and welcome to the 17X podcast series. My name is Mick Hayes. Thanks for tuning in. I have the absolute pleasure of chatting with entrepreneurs, visionaries, and absolute change makers on how they're using their business as a force for good in the world. We align these conversations with the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, the UN's global goals for the 2030 agenda that we simply must achieve. And it's my firm belief that our business community is our best shot at success. If you're inspired by these conversations, you'll absolutely love our 17X speaking events that tour Australian cities. Jump over to our website, 17sdg.com, that's 17 the word, to find out when our events are coming to a city near you. But for now, sit back and enjoy the show, and don't forget to subscribe where you are listening to stay up to date with our future episodes. Welcome to the 17X podcast, good to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. We've talked about doing this for quite a while, and I know we uh, we have gotten back in each other's circles in the last little while. Um, and thank you for coming along to Seventeen X in November. It's good to see your face again. Yeah, thanks. It was great, um, and great to see the audience growing and the excitement growing after obviously being at your your first events a couple of years ago. Um, it's great to see that momentum. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the first time we had uh, maybe. 20 people and two cartons of Forex gold and some chips in the corner. So <laughs> hopefully coming along <laughs> since then. But um, I, we're here to talk about you though. So um, welcome to the show. It's really cool. I, I look forward to unpacking your story. Now, I normally ask for a bit of a, a um, I guess, a bit of an origin story, but I want to ask you, my opening question is, hello, good world. Where did the name come from? Oh, Okay, that's a great question um, and not one that I've been asked before. I think I, it actually came to me in a meditation quite um, randomly, actually. Yeah, but right. I think it's all really based on our vision um, to create a better world um, and by uh, highlighting that the power of consumption can really make a difference and that by choosing uh, social enterprise, impact-led organisations, we can say hello to a good world together. So yeah, I cool. guess that's where it came from. From a zen out session meditating somewhere. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you haven't been asked that question. I thought, oh, I've got to ask where this name came from, but is it something that you get asked all the time? So um, hello, good world. What a, what a cool name. Um, and uh, so I guess before we get into what hello, good world is all about, can you give us a two-minute snapshot as to, you know, what you've been up to through your career and what brought you through to, to doing, I guess, this kind of social impact model? Yeah, definitely. Without taking all day, uh, yeah. I'll give you the, the very condensed version. Um, I came to Australia 13 years ago after finishing my degree. Did not expect to be here for so long. Um, I ended up meeting my partner on my second day here, and I've been here 13 years later. Um, I had just finished a commercial photography. Um, delved into graphic design as well. So when I came to Australia, I really found myself in that uh, graphic design realm. Um, and that slowly transitioned. So when I was at university, I really was finding it hard to pick a pathway because I had a really logical side and a really creative side. So I was always thinking, am I going to do accounting or am I going to do uh, photography or graphics or something like that? And so when my role um, over the years started moving from graphic design to marketing. I think that it was actually no accident because it was kind of that yin to my yang that I was looking for when 
you need to look at the statistics and and uh, be a little bit more strategic with what you're doing rather than being in that creative um, design element all the time. So after spending, I guess, probably, um, the majority of my 20s um, doing that and knowing that I was starting to become more and more uncomfortable with the uh, businesses that I was doing the marketing for. I was incredibly successful getting pats on the back all the time, um, but they were quite unethical, quite unsustainable. And I was actually starting to get this internal shift that felt more and more uncomfortable. I didn't feel like that I was actually doing the right thing. So I started my own marketing agency and we were a social enterprise for social enterprise um, uh, that was transitioned over the years because I just fell in love with this sector. Um, and I was just so happy to finally be using my skills as a tool for good. But I think with every business, um, you're constantly asking yourself, uh, what can I do to make this better? And I think that Hello Good World is really a result of me asking that and asking questions, talking to as many people as possible. And um, I think it's no accident that I'm where I am now um, because of, of those, those questions. And so the, the two questions that I, I've been asking myself probably over the sort of last two to three years is, not just from a brand's perspective, um, from the business's perspective of what can we do to make this better and providing a solution to business that is easier, um, more accessible um, than the traditional marketing services or be teaching them how to do their DIY services, but also the how can I make this better for consumers? Uh, because I was finding this, I've, every business that I was working with, there was a complete lack of disconnect because we are at such an early adoption stage in Australia that it's really difficult to communicate that as a small business, a solo entrepreneur, all of the amazing things that you're doing when there's still a huge educational piece that needs to happen with consumerism in general. And so that's really um, where Hello Good World lies now, um, that we are a platform for consumers to shop by the sustainable development goals because that is something that people can actually really tangibly know and understand that they recognize that they probably have seen a few times even if they don't totally understand them yet um, but also we're right uh, going to be producing um, a range of technologies that will be coming out next year so people can get a score out of 100 for ethics sustainability and their cause-driven activities um, and this is all about putting the um, the information and that education back in the consumer's hands because we've seen with social justice and climate um, change that has all come from the public after educating them about those um, like specific areas and so yeah. we're, we're really hoping that, that the technology that we're building over, over the next um, 12 to 24 months and we'll be launching yeah great in um, various segments will really help with that so we'll circle back to that tech because I'm interested to know more about that. However, mm. um, for those people that are not aware of what Hello Good World is, what's what's it all about? Sure. So we're a online marketplace for the conscious consumer. So um, we have 25 brands and counting of amazing businesses that are choosing ethics, sustainability, and cause-driven activities first and foremost. Um, so. 
I guess uh, it's always good to give some examples of what these good businesses look like. Um, I can talk about the nice coffee co model. Um, and I just am so excited that something as simple as just buying coffee, but um, 100% of their profits go back to the largest slum in Africa um, to help uh provide education to, to children. But it's more, way more than that because in their case, they're also having to provide employment to the teachers to educate the children. And uh, during COVID, uh, it was the only place that they were getting food in the day. So they also then like used the profits from their coffee again to make sure that they were giving those same children a meal a day um, while, while they were there. And so it's this kind of like excitement that really gets me going because that one business, just because of the decisions that they've made, they're taking quite a number of the sustainable development goals because they're providing solutions to real world problems. And that just is one of many um, amazing businesses that we host. And it's, it's just really exciting to be able to help be a part of that educational piece that needs to happen by doing that together rather than us all doing it apart yep. as well. So an online platform for you know, products and that are good for the world as well as the consumer, right? That's right. That's, <laughs> That's right. really cool. And, um, and it's a dropshipping model though, right? So you're connecting in with brands and then when, you know, if I purchase through your Hello Good World platform, uh, that coffee company will then directly be sending me the goods. Is that right? Yes, at the moment it is. Uh, we do have a few different directions that we can take the business and a few um, exciting social enterprise elements that we would love to um, also start developing in terms of like warehousing and fulfillment for um, employment, like first chance employment yep. um, for a lot of people. So I think that's something that you'll be seeing from us in the future. But right now, yes, it's just what could we do to help these businesses, these brands as quickly as possible. And that was the dropshipping model. For that. Yeah, sure. Unreal. Um, and for anyone that has a chance to head over to the website, we'll put the links in the in the show notes below. But smack bang in the middle of the, the homepage is a, I've got it in front of me here, is, is a shop by, via SDG. So the 17 global goals are there and you can choose a goal and then that goal will open up into the products that directly relate to outcomes uh, that are being contributed to by those companies and those products. So super easy to navigate. It's really cool. You've done, like I was saying off air just before we started, that um, the design, the usability of the website is just super simple, right? You've, you've obviously set it up so that it can, like you say, it's not just about the businesses, it's about making it easy and understandable for the consumer to kind of know where they want to put their dollar and how that dollar can translate into good for the world, right? So Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's what's the opportunity there or what are we seeing from the consumer end? Like I know you probably get a lot of conversations around, oh, this is a business platform. It's a great platform to really, you know, navigate and promote all the social enterprise products around the world. But what's happening at the consumer end uh, driving a lot of this? Yeah, sure. So I guess from the consumer perspective, when we first did our um, market research, we kept coming back to... Um, the general feeling that consumers were feeling was helpless um, with all of the different things that are happening in the world, social or environmental things that they really did want to be a part of, but they felt helpless, that they felt like that they didn't actually have the ability to make a change. And 
I think one of the exciting things, um, especially coming from um, a social enterprise background and uh, doing a lot of research in that area, is that um, the, the stats are saying that for every uh, $1 spent with a social enterprise is at least $3 worth of value back into the community. And when we've started looking at some of the organizations that we're actually hosting, their social ret return on investment, some of them are actually $17 for every dollar spent. So if you ju just think that you can actually create this massive impact and actually being a part of that conversation to help empower consumers rather than make them feel helpless, yeah. it feels like once they realize what that power is, they get so excited. And so yeah, it's wow. one of those things that's starting to like snowball because people really do want to be like innately good, I, I believe. Anyway, the majority of people really do want to help. Um, I think the statistics was 72.6% uh, of people in the world are looking for ways that they can get involved with um, social justice and, and uh, climate change, uh, help with their communities. Um, they want to give back. Um, and so, yeah, the social enterprise model for me and a lot of people is a no-brainer. Um, and I think I think that's really exciting um, yeah, sure. to see what we and can actually do together. Pretty good timing as we're just coming into Christmas now. So we'll, uh, for all of those people listening in, the, the, it's it's the time of giving. So now you can give and give to the world, right? Uh, through through Hello Goodwill. So this is cool. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you fell in love with the industry. What is it about this social enterprise, change-making, you know, purpose-driven industry that you fell in love with? Um, the first thing that comes to mind, I mean, there's many, but I think actually what I, I love, uh, there's two things. When I walk into a, a room, I know that I found my people. I don't just go in there and just say, oh, what do you do? Here's my business card. Let's hope yeah. that we can make a deal. It's like, yeah. how can we help each other? How can we like get involved? And it's just so exciting. You just are inspired by people every single day. And I think one of the things that I probably love personally about it is that every time I talk to someone, I start to question can I do things better and actually hearing other people's business models makes me constantly reevaluate what I'm doing and look at yeah how, how, how I can continue to help in in some way because they're just so powerful so many amazing people um, and so I think that I do have quite a, a personal um uh, conversation with myself after every single person I talk to because they're so inspiring um, and I, I love seeing that growth in myself and in everyone else yeah I, I really agree with you around the finding your tribe like you find your people uh, you know we, we do hear a lot about that in kind of the startup slash marketing space around education and, and development but um, uh, what is it for you around where does the benefit come from being around people that believe the same things as you? So we do get a lot of startups that listen to this podcast because we, we do kind of aim our message to this, the SME community around you can do business and do business for good at the same time. Yeah. Um, how important for you as a startup has it been to have your tribe and those people that believe the same things as you? Um, I guess this probably goes a little bit more back to 
uh, I guess that transitional period where I've had my marketing agency as well. And, and going back to that idea of when I was marketing for the wrong person, personally sick all the time um just felt like this real internal battle um maybe like wasn't necessarily the best for my mental health all of those sorts of things whereas when I'm working with the people that I like love their mission and I want to see them succeed it really just like I guess it's so succinct with me and my values and my life mission that it almost stops feeling like work. And that can sometimes ne not necessarily be uh, the best thing because I am very guilty of doing uh, more hours than I probably did when I was working a full-time job, but it just doesn't feel like work. I just get so, so excited. And yeah, to, to know that I'm on my life mission surrounded by other people that have also found like their um, reason for being too, it's, it's just so, so powerful. And yeah, it, it does like take you um, just way beyond that, that transactional um, element of, yeah, just, just trying to um, get money. It's really soul fulfilling. Um, I think. Um, so uh, earlier you mentioned about some, some cool tech and it sounds like very much around the impact measurement space. Mm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and why it's important to not just your business model, but I guess that whole measurement piece is, is important? Sure. So impact measurement is really important because I realised that at a startup weekend when, when we started this, that there was a lot of um, intellectual property in my mind when it came to us uh, validating the brands. I didn't realise that there was... Um, a lot of people that didn't necessarily understand why and how we would be able to pick the brands that were coming on our platform. Um, I think it was also really important to me to create an inclusive environment because for really early stage startups or small businesses, it was really hard for them to be validated with a social traders or B Corp certification because they're early on in the the market as well but they almost needed something to build that trust with consumers uh, and I was I was talking to my father just after the startup weekend and I didn't realize that he had actually been working on a project uh, himself which was uh, he had been in banking for a long time but the last sort of three to five years with the increase in um, people and investors wanting to know what's happening with a corporate um, ESG standards, they had actually started making a scoring system um, for uh, to help lower market risk for investors or shareholders to um, still want to sort of invest their money in these large organisations. So that's when we really decided we had a chat and we thought, well, why can't we actually make this uh validation process that I've been going through more available to consumers via something that's so easy as, as a score, but also something that these small businesses, as they get their certifications, they can start adding that and it increases their score. So they've got a benchmark to work with um, to start off with, but they can also continue to make more impact in their business as well. Um, and what where I see that actually fitting in um, our our theory of change is that 
at the beginning, it's really going to be the early, the businesses that are doing better, that are, are early adopters in getting this score. But as consumers start to drive and ask more and more people, I want to see this score before I buy from you. The idea being that we're actually going to start shifting the needle in what it means to be a good business um, and really uh, work on that uh, SDG 12, the responsible consumption and production and increase um, the opportunity for more businesses to actually have to be more ethical, sustainable and think about how they can also um, use their profits, profits as a source for good too. Yeah, and great because, you, you know, obviously the numbers tell the story, right? So you give that direct measurement to the outcome, but then also the validation and the accountability model for both sides of the coin. So the consumer can validate that things are actually happening the way that they should and they can obviously just relate quite easily to a score. But the companies themselves are being tested with their authenticity and integrity around the, ma- the, the, the manner in which they're operating and producing their goods. Um, uh, absolutely, yes. But making it really easy, easily accessible to small business was probably our, our biggest um, uh, thing that we wanted to achieve because I, that I think social traders is amazing. I think B Corp is amazing. Um, but we need to give something to those that are doing good from the beginning um, and not just those that start to retrofit to fit a B Corp measure when, once they've got enough money um, to be able to do so. Yeah, so even the little guys can get scored. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That was the most important thing for me, especially if we look at the statistics in Australia. The, the odds are against a small business to succeed. Mm. Um, after three years, five years, ten years, we want to do whatever we can to make those small businesses that are doing better actually be able to um, go way, way beyond that and, and become uh, larger businesses themselves because of the amazing things that they're doing. Are you, are you seeing a, a shift in the startup scene to become more and more socially responsible or, or sustainable, sustainably responsible? Um, I'll be honest with you, Mick, uh, Mick sorry. Um, one of the things that I've noticed is the companies that are retrofitting the SDGs to say that they're doing better. And I feel like that there is a lack of understanding about the sustainable development goals. Um, I know I won't um, give any names, but I know uh, there are some investors, there's some um, uh, universities and and, um, like schools and things like that that are starting to be be given these benchmarks of you need to incorporate at least three of these into your program or you need to have at least three of these if you're doing a pitch night or and it's just not actually the way or the whole reason behind the sustainable development goals um and so that's actually what i'm seeing at the moment that that people recognize what they are but i don't think that they necessarily understand that they might be contributing but they weren't necessarily a direct problem to solution fit to that sustainable development goal um which so i think that that's that is going to change definitely um over over the next few years it's as awareness 
increases as more people start to research it. But right now, unfortunately, that's what I'm seeing, um, which is uh, has, has its good and bad elements. It's great that the Sustainable Development Goals are being uh, recognised, uh, but I think that we've still got a way to go, especially here in Australia. Yeah, I totally agree. So if we were to put your House of Eden marketing consultant hat on um, <laughs> and, you know, if we've got companies that are, that have a bit of an aha moment there and going, oh, shit, we've actually just retrofitted this stuff. We're not yeah. really engaged with it. Or we've got listeners that are trying to figure out how to do it. What's mm. what's the go-to to get started then so that you're not just band-aiding or retrofitting this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great question. I would say look at your theory of change. Um, and there's lots of information online about the theory of change. Um, it's to really identify the problem that you are trying to solve first. And then um, it's starting to look at what is the best solution to that problem and what can what do I have in my like realm of expertise to be able to have that solution to a problem too. Is it that I need to create a partnership with someone that's stronger in those elements? Um, just um, providing an online course isn't quality education, in my opinion. It's quality education goes way beyond that. And quality education is uh, much more focused. Uh, if you look at the SDGs, um, in a lot more detail, it's about empowering those have, that have never been able to receive education before. It's providing um, those platforms so women um, and girls can can get that education. So then that then helps them with their future potential for a uh, better job and not um, marrying too early uh, or um, being involved with uh, sex trafficking and all of those things like all, how all of the sustainable development goals really work together well is when you provide a really solid solution to a much deeper problem. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what I would probably say to have a look at. Um, and, yeah, I like I said, um, the, the social enterprise model is just so fascinating. Um, it's not a one-size fits all solution um but i think that it's definitely something that those that really want to make a change in the world should look at because if as mentioned those figures around um once you've got that right to know that every dollar is at least three dollars back to the community in whatever your um solution is whether that is to um life below water or whether that's to no poverty, um, to reduce inequalities, all of those things. But to, but to have those solid figures behind you, um, I think really goes for a really powerful message that you can communicate better because it's, it's authentic as well. Yeah, you've got the data there to, to go behind the, the mm. stuff that's, <laughs> that, that's in this space. Definitely. Um, so switching gears a little bit, the, the 17 goals, you're, you're obviously living and breathing them. Um, mm. Is there any any one or two that really align with, with Rach 
you know, is, is there one, you know, have you got any favourites that, that you hop out of bed and go, ah, oh, that, that's me, this is, this is where I fit? Yeah, um, I, I really do love the power of business. Um, and so what I would do with um, House of Eden Studio is that I would not just um, provide um, pro bono and bespoke services to uh, um, people here in Australia. Um, I wouldn't just provide like that DIY marketing so people could know and understand the basics so then they could do their own. I, but what was really important to me was um, I would donate to a charity called Opportunity International where I would um, provide uh, women with all of the tools they needed to start their own chai store. And that was really important to me because it was that reduced inequality um, on a number of different measures, um, obviously like gender, but also um, giving someone the tools to be able to start a business, I believe can be a lot stronger than just providing money for aid. I mean, every one of those types of uh, models has an oh, a very much needed reason for being. But I think that the power of the business means that that woman could not just uh, receive money, but she could receive money again and again and actually help um, transform the life for her and her whole family. And also in that um, they the statistics around um, helping women in those um, communities where they have been living under the poverty line is that women are more likely to, or I think they put at least 70% of the money that they earn back into the communities, whereas men is more likely to be around that 30%. So I see that that one thing actually measures across quite a large number of the SDGs. It um, reduces the hunger that their, fa their family can be fed. Uh, it's um, taking them out of the poverty line. It's um, giving them the opportunity to be able to send their children to school. And so it was, it's just um, one of those measures for me that I think uh, over time increases uh, the amount of sustainable development goals um, that yeah, get ticked. So I think like the power of um, decent work and economic growth helps shift a whole a whole number of those those other other elements which is yeah really important to me yeah that's cool I, there's two things i hear in that is is looking at how delivering on one particular strong outcome can really affect change across multiple of, of solutions in those 17 global goals but i think more, more importantly is the difference between a prevention and cure model you know we look at I guess the not-for-profit and the charity sector in the last 20, 30, 40 years and beyond and mm. for, you know, full respect to the, to the difference and impact that they've created, uh, I do not, I'm not saying this to shy away from that, but very much has been around just throw money at a problem and try and, try and uh, solve the problem or, or cure it from, from after it's kind of happened, you know, and very mm. guilt-ridden versus I guess for me the social enterprise model and, and this whole find your purpose and deliver impact is very much around that prevention side of things like and i think you just just nailed it there with your i know i'm, I'm aware of opportunity international and the great work that they do and very much around uh we're not, we're not just going to throw money at a at a 
a solution. We're more going to build a, a cure model. Uh, sorry, not a cure, a prevention model where we can actually prevent this being a sustainable issue for long term. Mm. Um, and I think there's huge power in that, right? Is is that whole thing around, you know, giving someone a fish versus teaching them how to fish? <laughs> Yes, yeah, I I absolutely agree. Um, yes, I think I think the thing is is that when you look at charity um, and uh, there's only a certain amount that can be given based on the person's wealth that's that's giving. Um, I think the difference between that and uh, imagining walking into a, a supermarket and all of those items in the supermarket being uh, from a social enterprise standard is that you're, you've just changed the brand that you're buying from because they do better rather than you having to add an additional uh, expense. So there's a lot more um, opportunity and less limitations um, in that model because um, one, one thing that has definitely um, struck me is why consumption, um, why, why can consumption be that uh, trigger that actually makes a change? And because obviously um, I'm, I'm quite uh, pro reduce, reuse and recycle as well, which is kind of looking at the circular economy and that maybe consumption isn't necessarily the best option for that. But I do think that that's, it's a long time off us not consuming anything and, and, and being totally self-sustained. I don't know whether that's ever going to be the future. And so um, that's where I kind of like sat in the area of let's just look at what we're doing right now and how could that be better. When I did um, some research into uh, the likes of Amazon and looked at that sort of three to one model and I just imagined if every single brand on something like Amazon um, had a social enterprise element or was completely ethical and sustainable um, and, and working towards those goals, we could eradicate all 17 of those goals in just two years. Um, I think it was $2.73 trillion that we needed and that would actually be the power of a large um, a large business like, like Amazon to do that, which is also what I guess finally um, struck my chord that was just like, yeah, let's, let's focus on this. The power of consumption can truly make a difference. Um, and I think that that's, yeah, very exciting for the, the general consumer to know that they can be a part of that. I think also the acceptance that it's not going to be something that's going to happen inside of, you know, 6, 12 or 24 months. It is a long-term goal. It's a long-term game. Yes. Um, you know, I chatted on this podcast to Ashley Morris uh, from uh, Corio, mm -hmm. and she works a lot in the circular economy space. And one of the great things that she talked about is when, you know, working as a consultant with some of the biggest mining companies in the world, and yes, you're in the, you know, she's in with the, she's in the room with the devil kind of thing, you know, is dealing with the, some of the bad guys, but then working out, you know, they actually want to change and they want to work out how to do it, but there, there has to be a roadmap to making these changes possible. And we can't do these things in, in a short period of time because of, like you say, we're never going to get to a point where we're not consuming anything, but how do mm. we, how do we find circular economy for the right products? How do we find, uh, completely new ways and in innovation for some products and how do we provide 
you know, both the cure and prevention model in, in different areas of impact. And if we can start to tick all those boxes, we may end up being at a point where our economy and society is built inside a sustainable model that's a piece of, you know, it's a little bit of circular, it's a little bit of prevention, it's a little bit of cure, it's a, it's a whole lot of sustainability in amongst it all, right? Absolutely. And I also think that a lot of the brands that we do host think like that already. Like they, they may be um, creating new products, um, but they are all looking at how that they can uh, reduce their waste, reduce their landfill as much as possible. Who can they partner with to um, make sure that there's there's no, like I guess in fashion, like there's no fabric waste or, or things like that. So um, while that they might not necessarily say we're fully circular, you would be very surprised in the amount of brands that are actually working on on programs or it's their next next initiative or they're providing education what people can do next um, to to reduce that um, that landfill as well. And they all all every single goal works so innately together as we've mentioned already. Um, that yes, like we all need to coexist um, to for the, the future of, of the people and the planet. Um, Rach, my last question for you. Uh, you know, you've got such a depth of experience with working with great brands. Uh, are there any in particular that you'd recommend that we need to go and check out and try and learn from? Who are the great brands out there that are doing this kind of stuff? Um, yeah, so as mentioned, uh, Nice Coffee Co. are amazing. Um, we have a number of people that have, uh, or a number of brands that have um, changed their whole life, changed their whole business, changed their model because of personal experience. Um, and in those cases on our website, you can look at Tescudo uh, or um uh, the Shapes United, um, they're, they're both two really fantastic stories. Uh, we've got um, some beautiful chocolate from uh, Yaku Latin Goods and um, This Is Yum. Um, and this is where being able to shop by the sustainable development goals is great because uh, if one of them you're more interested in helping with good health and well-being, then This Is Yum is really delicious chocolate that helps um, provide early stage uh, mental health resources. And then Yaku Latin Goods, if you're more interested in helping um, reduce poverty, then um, that all and um, educating uh, children overseas, then that might be the solution that's better for you. Um, but look, honestly, all of the brands that we've got on Hello Good World are all insane. Um, I'm so excited to kind of continue to share the stories of, of all of those um, uh, founders next year as well, because I think it's a really important part of the communication to grow and inspire um, new people to join the sector, as, as we've already um, kind of mentioned oh, earlier good. in this chat too. And you got you've got chocolate that changes the world, right? That's that's it. Bang, done. <laughs> exactly. Something as simple as changing the brand of chocolate that you buy can actually make a difference. 
Oh, mate, we might solve that whole SDG on our own in the amount of chocolate that we eat in our household. So, um, <laughs> me uh, too. Like we're going to change brands almost immediately. I'll order some today. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just been a pleasure to have you on, and I, I appreciate the value that you've brought to the show. Um, we've already been speaking a little inside scoop for our listeners that Rachel more than likely jump on one of our 17 next stages in our tour next year. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah. Look forward to it. But uh, look, if people want to connect with you, is there a way to connect with uh, with you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I probably am mostly on Instagram. So if you wanted to um, check out Hello Good World, it's just at hellogood.world. Um, or if you want to connect with me via my marketing agency, that's House of Eden Studio um, and the re- retrospective Facebook, LinkedIn's, all of those sorts of things will be available. Um yeah, come and shop at Hello Good World this, this Christmas, make a change. Um, we, I've had a lovely email this morning from someone that said that their mother was so inspired by what we were doing. Um, we've created some uh, corporate boxes this year, and so she is going to dedicate her whole of 2020 to just shopping with social enterprise, which is insane. Who's People that? are truly wanting to make a change. Um, yes. So yeah, hellagoodworld.com. Um, come and come and check it out. Come and see what SDG means the most to you and um, know that you do have the power to make a change. That's so cool. Well, look, we'll put all the links in the show notes below. So if you want to connect with Rach, just scroll down, you'll see all the links there. But also most importantly is the link to Hello Good World, the, uh, the marketplace for change. It is time for you to spend your Christmas dollars on something that also changes the world and um some terrific products here as well. So um, please jump over and support. But for now, Rach, thanks so much for being here. I, uh, I appreciate your time and all the best with um, the fun adventure of Head for Hello Goodwill. It sounds like next year is going to be really exciting. So thanks for your time. Yes, thank you so much, Mick. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening so that you can stay up to date with our future episodes. And now it's time to jump over to our website, 17sdg.com, that's 17 the word, to see when we are coming to your city with our 17X speaking event that's touring Australia in 2022. We're coming back to the stage in every major city in this country to put social innovators, change makers and leaders on stage to share with us in their keynote how they're using their business, their brands, their products and their people as a force for good in the world for the 2030 agenda. We can't do this stuff alone. We need you in the room. I really hope to see you there. But for now, go out and create some impact and enjoy great things.